success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast and we have an amazing guest for you. We have Nicole Simonin. Since 2006, Nicole has been helping women lose weight for the last time. Nicole is a health and fitness coach, a TEDx talk speaker, host of Shape It Up Over 40 podcast, founder of Shape It Up LLC, author of the No Fuss, No Mess, Shape It Up cookbook. She's a licensed physical therapist assistant and former professional ballet dancer. Nicole has been featured in Rachel Ray in Season, Bicycling Magazine, Real Simple, and MSN. Welcome, Nicole. It's so great to have you here with us today. Hi, Cammie. Thank you so much for having me on today. I would love for you to tell our listeners uh, who you are. Aside from this great bio, how you got where you are today and what makes you invincible? Well, I think we need to go back to when I was 17. Um, The doctors told my parents that I would probably never walk and would possibly be blind. And I was in the hospital. I was a very healthy child up until that point. And I wound up in the hospital. Um, They had no idea what was wrong with me. And I, I guess at 17 was like, I don't know what you're talking about. These words don't make sense to me. What do you mean? I'm going to be blind and not walk (laughs) and just kind of like ignored it. And uh, shortly after they did figure out what was wrong. Um, I have a reactive juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, but um, nine months later, I was dancing on scholarship at Radford university for bachelor of fine arts. And after that, I graduated and went on to become a professional ballet dancer Um, I stopped dancing when I was like 30, which is really old for a ballet dancer. (laughs) And I decided to go into physical therapy and I absolutely love physical therapy. And looking back through my journey, um, you know, I can see where the people that were involved, like we had a great chiropractor at the ballet company. Um, I had met a physical therapist at the time, but I loved doing physical therapy. And as I was walking or working as a physical therapist assistant, the place I was working also had a gym that was connected. So they interacted together and I had gotten my personal training certification while I was in school for physical therapy. And I was actually running the gym as a personal trainer and I was working in the physical therapy department. And I just found that I loved, 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 loved the results that everybody was getting. And it was just, it was so fun to do. So um, I got married and I had my son. And as I was working, I kept telling everybody, you know, at the physical therapy place, I was like, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'm just having a baby, maternity leave. And my son was born and I was like, yeah, I'm not coming back. Sorry. (laughs) Um, So I stayed home and I 
basically gave birth to Shape It Up soon after my daughter was born. Um, and Shape It Up has transformed over the years from Mommy Me Boot Camps. And actually, originally, I started um, online coaching back in 2006. And the technology was horrible. It was like so cumbersome to make workout plans and get them to people. And it was very laborsome. Um, but then I shifted into mommy and me boot camps with the kids, which was awesome, you know, cause they got to grow up around other kids and it got me out of the house. And then I transitioned into personal training and now I do all online. Thank you to COVID. <laughs> so, so that's been like the transition. Um, and I think that what makes me really invincible is, is I don't really give up even though there are days when I want to give up. Um, I just like, just pick myself up and I'm like, what else would you do with your time? Like, what else would you do? And, and it always comes back to, I really want to help people lose weight for the last time and know that it doesn't have to be this complicated, you know, process that, um, a lot of the information out there usually is, or that it's really hard and you have to sacrifice everything and all that. So. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So tell us a little bit about your cookbook. I know that just came out. Yes. Yes. Um, I jokingly say it came out, um, like mother's day of, uh, this past year, 2020. And, um, I jokingly said that I gave birth to a cookbook. Um, the cookbook had been in the works for quite a few years, actually. Like I had given bits and pieces of it to clients and, um, and I'd always thought, oh, that'd be great to do a cookbook. And then when COVID happened, I was like, I'm going to do this cookbook. Like I have everything together. Let's just do it. And so I put it out there and um, it is not for the iron next iron chef. Like I am not a chef. It's definitely for someone who wants quick, easy, fast meals. That's going to keep your waistline trim um, and not have to clean up a lot. That's I hate. Like I probably would want to cook if I didn't have to clean, but I hate cleaning up. <laughs> so if I can make something all in one pot or one, you know, bowl or whatever. That's what I do. So <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, you know, we're, we just, we're coming out of this crazy, crazy year, right? This, we just coming out of 2020. Uh, there's been so many, so, some have been blessings, right? So there's been some really, like you said, thanks to, to the pandemic, you know, you're doing everything virtual and maybe that was something you wouldn't have considered. But, you know, I know for myself and a lot of my friends, uh, we got through 2020 eating. <laughs> we, yeah. So we didn't know what else to do. I know for me, you know, in the very beginning when you couldn't find toilet paper, you also couldn't buy chicken and you couldn't buy, uh, you know, bag salad and fresh veggies. Like there, there was such a shortage and I went into panic and, you know, for me, I was like, oh, it's okay. We don't have to have chicken. We'll eat macaroni and cheese. <laughs> like that was a real thing. And I, I know that other people had to have gone through that. So yeah. I would love to, you know, talk a little bit about um, just, you know, your expertise about, you know, now that we're, you know, headed out here and into this new year, what people can do, you know, some tips you have for them. I know you're a genius, so I'm going to leave that <laughs> up to you, but I, I want to really dig into this today. Yeah. And um, before I get to that, I want to say too, when the pandemic actually, like when everything shut down, I actually had a different spin on the food. Like I had the chicken, I had the vegetables because I freeze a lot of stuff. But my thought was like, I have to save that 
so <laughs> so I can eat it later on. And I was like finding myself, I wasn't eating mac and cheese, but I was like, why am I grabbing like, you know, this stuff? So no one's immune. You have to, you know, one of the things that I work on with my clients is mindset. And I think when you're onto yourself, that's, that's the first step, <laughs> but no one is immune. <laughs> um, but so talking about, you know, going into 2021 or at any time of the year, you know, especially I think in the beginning of the year, it's just this almost like a fad thing where everyone has to set this big goal, this resolution, this, you know, I have to be, um, you know, working on something. And um, a lot of the, the stats say that only 20% of people actually set goals, which I thought was pretty low, but only 80% of those 20% they actually, they don't even achieve the goal. So like the 20%, out of that 20%, only 80%, they're failing. So um, I, so I have some tips and some ways to really achieve your goals. So the first thing is, is to really be all in. I think in our society, especially in America, we want the goal yesterday. Like we don't wanna wait. And we don't want to work towards what we have. We want instant gratification. I mean, how many times have you jumped on your phone and like, it's not, it's spinning and you're like, why isn't this connecting? <laughs> you know, I'm guilty of that myself. But um, so like take weight loss, you know, you didn't gain the weight overnight. There's no way you can gain 10 pounds overnight unless you're, you couldn't even possibly, there's no way. <laughs> um, and you really have to look at weight loss like it's, for the rest of your life. Like you can get there, but then you have to maintain it. So it's not like a 12 week program. It's not like, you know, you set a goal and then that's it. You still kind of have to maintain it. It's almost like if you have a garden, not that I'm a gardener, but you have to, you know, you have to weed the garden. You have to water the plants. You have to take care of it. You have to nourish it. Um, so one of the things that I like to tell my clients about goals is I like to equate it to being married. Now, we're talking about people and there's no judgment for anybody that's gotten divorced, but people that are married and, you know, are committed to the marriage. But so are you dating your goals or are you married to your goals? Cause if you're dating your goals, you're probably looking around for something that's better. Again, if we're talking weight loss, you're looking at all the different diets, you try one and then, you know, you're like, that's not working. Let's go to this one. Um, and you're constantly like questioning if you pick the right one. But when you're married to your goal and you're 100% committed, it doesn't matter. You just, you're, you've stopped looking for all the answers. You just work on what you're doing. And, you know, you aren't looking at other men. You're just with that one particular person. <laughs> um, so the second tip is honor your commitments. So, Cami, if you asked me to come and pick you up at the airport after a vacation <laughs> and I said yes, you would expect me to be there, right? And me being the person that honors my commitment to you, I would show up and be waiting for you to pick you up at the airport. And I wouldn't leave you there. And I think most people, when you start a goal, they don't honor their words to themselves and they leave themselves at the airport. Like, and we tend to stick to our promises to other people, but we don't stick to what we say to ourselves. Like we just make excuses like, oh, I, I said I wasn't going to eat that bag of cookies, but you know, one's not going to hurt or whatever. Um, so, and I think that's why accountability is really important. But 
I think accountability like partners only go so far. So like I like to work with my clients and give them accountability, but also to teach them skills where they can depend on themselves to follow through on what they say they're going to do, because that's really the basis of a goal. And weight loss is actually really simple. Unless you have some medical condition, you know, you move more and you eat less. And if you have the right plan and you follow it, you will be successful. But what happens is, is the whole mindset stuff. That's what comes in and kind of messes everybody up. Like, like I was saying about the cookies, you know, like, um, you know, you may be eating cookies for an emotional reason and not even realize it. So the next one is the last one. And I think this is huge. You need to become the person that's already achieved the goal that you want. So in weight loss, if you want to be a size four or whatever, and you're not, you need to become the person that is the size four. What do they do? What do they think? What, do, what actions do they take? How do they live their lives? And then comes in, and this is, I think the disconnect for most people is they have this goal of they want to look a certain way, but they don't want to do what they have to do to get there and maintain it. So it's either you adjust what you are comfortable with. Like there's some people who want to drink alcohol and, you know, if that's the one thing that's stopping them from being a size four, then maybe they're a size five, <laughs> size six, you know? Um, but it's really what you're comfortable in. And of course, if you're healthy, of course. Um, but the things that you do currently right now have created the person that you are right now. So if you want to become a different version of yourself, you need to let go of who you currently are. And like I said, most people don't want to do this. And this is like the mindset work that I work on with my clients. Um, so like if you haven't lost all the weight yet, it's because you're enjoying something about being at that weight and you're that is overriding the desire to reach your goal. So that could be maybe overindulging in food or sleeping in or putting, this is a big one for women, putting other people's needs in front of your own. So those are my three tips for really achieving your goals um, and just going for it, you know, and just making sure that you're all in on that goal. I love it. So number one is set a goal. Be all in on the goal. Of course, you have to set the goal. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, honor your commitment, right? Don't abandon. <laughs> right. Don't leave anybody at the airport. <laughs> and number three, become the person who's already achieved the goal. I love it. I love that. You know, and, and that kind of triggered me thinking about a comment that I have made in the past. And um, I had made a comment to my husband about people who do yoga. And I said, is it that... Skinny, fit people do yoga, or is it that people become skinny and fit because they do yoga? But it seems that everybody that I see that does yoga is skinny and fit and wears cute little exercise outfits. And it's like, what came first, right? The chicken or the egg? And so, you know, I think that that's amazing what you're saying about becoming the person who's already achieved that goal and, and really makes it easier to step into that. So that, that is, that is really good, uh, really good tips. All three of them were excellent. So, um, you know, the holidays, right? Like <laughs> there's always that remorse, uh, you know, the, the, the day after when you're like, you, you know, the day before you're like, I am not, I'm not going to do that. Blah, blah, you know, the day after you're like, I can't believe I did it. You know, any tips in that area? 
Yeah, it's it's your brain <laughs> that's doing all this. Um, you know, like I said before, it, if anybody ever follows me, we I always talk about there's two brains that we operate from. One is your primal brain and one is your sophisticated brain. And your primal brain is basically the one it's it's the one that wants instant gratification. It's the one that wants you to stay in the cave. It's the one that has the temper tantrum when it doesn't get what it wants. And that's the one that screams the loudest. And really, we, we, I mean, it serves a purpose, like it keeps us safe to an extent, like we don't go run out in traffic and play in, you know, Frogger in the highway. Um, but we need to kind of focus on that sophisticated brain, which is the one where the dreams are and the desires for your goals and the long-term gratification rather than that instant gratification. Um, there are a lot of layers of onions that I like to say when you talk about like going into a holiday situation, because it's not just, it depends on how emotionally attached you are to food. It depends on the situation you are in, whether you're in a family situation where you're uncomfortable and you're nervous or maybe you're in a happy, I mean, there's people that eat when they're happy too. So it's not always like you have to be depressed and miserable um, to emotionally eat. Um, but there's a lot of like, why do you grab for whatever or peer pressure from your friends? Like they're all drinking and you're, you've decided you're not um, eating until you're comfortably full. Like, and then there's this whole, there's... <laughs> so many layers, but like, there's this whole holiday aspect of like overindulgence and, you know, and, in, and quote unquote, enjoying yourself. And, you know, and in our society in America, food is, it's like the main event of everything. You know, you get together for coffee, you have to have coffee, you have to have a scone, you have to have, you know, cream and whatever else on the coffee. It's, it's a big thing. Nobody gets together just to talk. Nobody gets together you know, and unless there's food, if you work in a corporate situation, um, there's birthdays every day that there's cake and you get to choose whether you want to eat that or not. That's interesting that you said that because, you know, think about like my grandson's birthday is coming up this Saturday. And so uh, I was asking him, like, do they celebrate at your school because they just moved to a new school? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that started way back when, when we were kids, that it was our birthday. We brought cupcakes or we brought, you know, whatever, chocolate chip cookie cakes and all the things to our school to celebrate with our friends in our class. And that goes back 50, 60 years. So it's funny that you're saying that now in offices, like now we're grownups and we have taken that with us. And yeah. now it's like, oh, it's your birthday. We have to celebrate. And here right, we show up again. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's a problem because we started, that started way, way back when. Yeah. But, and I don't know if you were like this when we were, you were little, but um, like for us, when we went out to dinner, that was a big deal. Like you didn't go out to dinner very often. Now you go out to dinner every day. If you, well, maybe not now in Corona, but you know, like, <laughs> yeah. And food is so accessible. I mean, we didn't have 10 Starbucks in a five mile radius of us. Right. You know, yeah, where I grew up. It's true. it's true. Now we would, you know, the typical family is, is it's a rarity to be eating at home, you know, or cooking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're well, right. And DoorDash and no offense. I mean, it's great, you know, now with lockdown and all of that, but, um, you know, we just push some buttons and food magically appears on our doorstep. It's, it's kind of scary. <laughs> I mean, you could order from Europe and have it two days later. <laughs> 
that actually sounds amazing, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Technology is awesome in that respect, but it also plays into that whole primal brain of like more, 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 and, you know, instant gratification and we want it now. And I think when you're talking goals, you know, it's not the instant gratification. It's, it's like the, the kid who saves up money to get his first car or her first car. And, you know, it's more enjoyable rather than someone just giving them a car. Oh, it's true, isn't it? And they appreciate yeah. it more. They take care of it better. Right. For sure. Right. For yeah, sure. that's why I feel like with um, even like weight loss surgeries and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's so fast that your brain doesn't have time to catch up, let alone your body has time to catch up. And a lot of those, the people that have surgeries, you know, it, it, they just rebound. So it, you have to learn the lessons. It's it, You can't cram your, you know, to take the test for weight loss. You have to really do everything slowly and get it right. Oh, you know, you're bringing up so many amazing points that that just leads me to this other thought. And then again, it's just a thought uh, that I have seen in the past people who have had weight loss surgery and then gained weight back. And, you know, always the theory has been in my mind that they never saw themselves as that thin person. You know how you were saying, like, mm -hmm. become now the person that's already achieved the goal. Like, maybe is it possible that people don't shift that mindset and they, even though they're thin, they see themselves still as that overweight person and that, that their mind takes them back to create that overweight person again. Is that really how yeah. that works? I mean, I think that's part of it. I think that, um, our brains need time to process. So like when you're trying to become the version of the person that you want to be, there's a lot, like, it's like cleaning out a, a closet or like, uh, you know, someone who <laughs> like a house, <laughs> you know, like if you have a lot of stuff in your house and you, you got to clean it out. And I think the, that's why the process of losing weight um, I personally, I mean, I don't like it super slow, but it's got to be slow enough where your brain can stay in touch with your what's happening. Because like you're saying too, is, you know, they lose the weight so fast and they look at this person now that they are, but their, their brain hasn't caught up. But the other thing is, is they haven't learned the lessons that they needed to learn because they took the shortcut, but they haven't learned those lessons and they don't understand how to keep it off. Um, I mean, I think in my experience, there's only been one person that I've ever worked with who had the surgery and I don't know, I haven't seen her in years, so I don't know what happened since then, but she had an understanding of at least how to eat and, and all that. And I think too, when people go into that surgery option is they don't realize that they're really, they're now only allowed to eat like a tablespoon of food. Like it's, and that's a whole, that's a whole nother mental construct to get around because, you know, we see food visually and, you know, if you see this little tiny thing and you're used to eating this much, I mean, that's, that's definitely a mental shift that has to happen and, you know, deprivation and, and all those sacrifice, all those feelings come up. And if you're not mentally prepared for it, you're going to gain the weight back. Wow. Wow. This, this is amazing, amazing stuff. Okay. So here's another thing I want to talk to, to you about is your TEDx talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. More 2020, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so your TEDx talk was a little untraditional, right? Should I say Very. not, not the norm. So tell us a little bit about that. 
Um, I won't tell too much because I'm saving some of that for the end. But that's okay. Yeah. No, that's okay. Um, I honestly, TEDx was not on my radar at all. And I started interacting with a lot of women, um, like with my podcast in the, in the beginning of my podcast, I was doing a lot of interviews and I kept meeting these fantastic women and they had all done TEDx talks. And I was like, Hmm, like I'd heard of TEDx. Um, did I ever think that I would like it what like it wasn't on my radar and then one day it popped in my head and I was like oh maybe I should do it and I was talking to them like they're like you should totally do it like what are you thinking so I applied and um because of COVID the um the this year was virtual so I got to film it here which was nice it was a nice transition for TEDx I think for me because um they had me do this year but they've also um asked me to come back and do a different talk for next year so I will have two TED, TED, TED talks under my belt um next year but um yeah it was really it was interesting it was uh it was neat it was we did I did a um um, a whole talk on basically, cause we're on zoom so much, like we sit so much, but I wanted to give some movement, um, to everyone and they wanted it very interactive. So we did some chair stretches. So if you're sitting down and on zoom all day, or just sitting in general, you know, you can do some stretches throughout your day at work and you don't even have to get out of the chair, but ideally you want to get out of the chair. <laughs> But yeah, I had a great time with TEDx. It was it was awesome experience. And I can't wait to do the live version next year. Fingers crossed all goes well. Yeah, that was amazing. I enjoyed watching that. And I learned things too, because, you know, I've been sitting around as well. And uh, I, th I felt that was really helpful. So we'll make sure that we have the link to that in the show notes so our listeners can watch that and they can learn from you there too. Well, this has been so fun to have you and chat about all of these things. Let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. You can find me at shapeitupfitness.com and everything is there. So <laughs> that is a place to go. <laughs> awesome. Well, Nicole, you know, at the She's Invincible podcast, we are all about spotlighting and featuring fierce female entrepreneurs. And I feel like we've done that today. And I appreciate you so much for sharing your wisdom and these great tips that uh, our listeners can put into place and, and really follow and it will make a difference for them. Uh, but we also promise our listeners that we're going to let them in behind the scenes. You know, as you say, become the person that you, you know, you, before you reach the goal, like people look at successful women and they compare themselves. Well, they shouldn't, but they do, right? And so they're comparing your strengths to their weaknesses and they're always coming up short and they don't think they can be successful or do what you do or whatever. And so we love to let them in behind the scenes so that they can see that the Nicole who's here today was not the same Nicole that journeyed to this place, mm -hmm. right? We become <laughs> who we are as we journey to that destination. And so I'd love to share um, now some, just some, some part of your journey. So I think we should start with the good. Uh, you know, in every journey, there's lots of good. Uh, and so uh, do you have something you can share with our listeners about a good part of your journey? Yeah, absolutely. And um, just as a side note, don't ever compare someone's highlight reel to your own life because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. <laughs> you sure um, do, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, but it's such a, it is, it is mind-blowing. How many women do that? And yeah. so we want to, we want to squash that. Yeah. But yeah, thanks it's for It's very normal. That. 
um, so a, a little, my, my good will start off sounding bad, but so like I really struggled with like emotional eating and self image judgments. And I really think that stemmed from being a ballerina, you know, that background of dance where you have to look a certain way. And, you know, the moment you walk into the studio, you're judged. Um, and I always had like, after I stopped dancing, I always had the fitness and nutrition pieces together because of uh, certifications and the physical therapy and all that. And, but I never seemed like, it never felt like it was everything. Like it was complete. And cause I would gain weight and I would lose weight all the time. And I always felt like there was something missing. And then I found mindset work and I was just like amazed at my own transformation of the way I think about things. Um, I'm teaching now clients how to think differently, not necessarily my thoughts, but like how they can take their thoughts and really, you know, become the best version of whatever they want to be. And I really never realized how much I was standing in my own way. And again, this is a lifelong journey. So it's not like I've just like arrived, <laughs> So, but um, it's just, I look back from where I am today and even like in the past five years and it's just totally, it's totally different. So mind blowing. So my good is, is that like finding mindset work was just like a whole nother level. Like it was just like, wow, I never knew this existed. So that's my good. That's amazing. And you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that as you're good, because a lot of people don't believe that it really is all about mindset, right? Yeah. And yeah, and so I love that. Because really, if you don't have the right mindset, you, you could possibly get somewhere, but you can't stay there, right? And we talked about that even in, in your tips. So I, it is so important. And I love that. Okay. Now we know that in order to have great success, we have to overcome great big obstacles, right? So do you have a story about something bad that, that, you know, maybe happened or you encountered along your journey? Yeah, I have to say the bad was, uh, Corona to an extent. Um, but again, so like, even my bads are like flipped into goods because, <laughs> Corona last year, um, things started to shift in my business right before Corona, like actually hit, hit. And, um, I used to train clients in my house for a private training. And when Corona hit, I shut down because I was like, most of the people that I work with are doctors, medical people, you know, professionals, lawyers, and like, especially the medical community. I'm like, you're not coming to my house. Sorry. <laughs> that was my kids. And yeah. So, um, so I basically had to shut down and there was like some time where I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? And at like over the past couple of years, I had been doing some online coaching, but not like a lot. And my plan was eventually five years from now is to go completely online. So when I'm older, I can travel and still work and, um, do all that. But Corona really bumped up that timeline. And so there was definitely a shift that I was like in a funk and like trying to figure out what was going to happen or how it was going to work. Um, I like to tell my kids to kind of like, whenever there's a problem, like you can wallow in it for a little bit, but then you have to find a solution. 
So my solution was I started my podcast. I authored my cookbook. <laughs> I jumped in and applied for a TEDx talk. Um, and I went completely virtual with my online coaching. And so now I can help women all over the world, you know, lose weight. And I, it's just, it's fascinating that we have this technology, uh, especially like I mentioned earlier, you know, starting in 2006 with the technology we had, no comparison. <laughs> it's totally different now. But yeah. Yeah, it was like the world, technically the world in, in the technology part was ready for 2020. Yeah. Uh, we, we weren't, I don't think we ever will be, but it, but we really were blessed. And there are so many silver linings in, in the sense that we had what we needed to support us in the next journey. There's, there's not too many, you know, occupations that, that couldn't do that pivot. So that's amazing. And not only did you get one TEDx, but you have two TEDx, right? <laughs> right. You have another one that you're preparing for and looking forward to next year when we can be in person and you can yeah. be on the stage. And I'll look forward to that as well. So I can't <laughs> wait to see. All right, girl, we're going, we're going for ugly. <laughs> we got to tell them about the ugly stuff. Yeah. So I don't know what year it was. Uh, I, when I started personal training, I always had this dream that I wanted to open a studio. And I don't know if originally back in the day, I wanted to open a dance studio. And uh, so that shifted into like a training studio, um, place where we could do exercise classes and all that. And I got that. I opened up a studio and I loved it. I was like, oh, my dream's coming true and all this. And what happened was, is my kids were little and I, the studio was about 20 minutes away from my house. I was literally getting up at like 4.30 or five in the morning, driving up there to do a class, coming home, getting the kids ready, taking them to school, driving back up to the studio, doing a couple classes, coming back, picking up one kid, bringing them to the studio, doing training sessions in the afternoon, driving back to pick up the other child and then staying there. The kids would eat dinner there, break all the dinner. And then my husband would come pick up the kids at like eight or nine at night. So you can see how that went with like during the week and um, Sundays, I think I was closed, but it was really hard on my family. It was really hard on my marriage. And it was like, I had this dream and I had my family, <laughs> it was like, and of course, you know, I would pick my family every single time, but so I decided to close the studio and, um, I was really in a funk. I was really, I can't say I was like clinically depressed because, but I was definitely in a funk and it was like, do I even want to consider continuing doing fitness? Um, do, and I actually, my husband had talked me into getting a license for insurance because he's an insurance. No, I have no offense to anybody that does insurance, but it is not my jam. <laughs> it's like not my thing. Um, but then I kind of picked myself up and I was like, I kind of went through that, you know, I'm, I'm very driven to do this. Like this, there's something inside of me that wants to help people that wants to help people understand, like you you don't have to have body image issues. You don't have to emotionally eat. You don't have to feel like you're sacrificing in order to get to the weight that you want to be. Um, like there's a sense of peace and calm on the other side. It's not always like you have to white knuckle your way and, and until it's over just to stay thin. Um, and so like after I'd passed through that point, that was probably like the lowest point. And then, um, you know, like, like your podcast is all about you 
you go you get knocked down, you might get stunned, you might get, you know, your bell rung, but you get up. And the more, as long as you keep getting up, I think that's the key. I really think that's like one of the reasons why we're on this earth is to see how resilient you are, see how much you're kind of willing to take because that's where the growth comes in. It's not like, and you just keep going, just, just keep going. Oh, and, and that's, that's what makes you invincible is that you get back up, right? No matter how hard you get knocked down, if you're, you could be knocked out, right? But you just mm -hmm. get back up. And that is what makes you invincible. And that's why we have the She's Invincible podcast, because we want to encourage our listeners. It is not easy. It, it is, it is going to be hard. It's, you're going to want to quit. You're going to ugly cry. You're going to want to throw in the towel and go pull the covers over your head, but you got to get back up and you've got to chase your dreams because that's what makes life worth living. And I think that that's where we find our sweet spot when we, when it kind of meets, right? Where you realize like, this is what I was meant to do. And if you don't get back up, you never, ever, ever have that moment. And so I want to thank you so much for being with us today. And before we say goodbye, I have uh, just, I think just one question for you. If you could just finish this sentence for me, the world would be a better place if more people knew blank. I think the world would be a better place if people knew how to manage their minds. <laughs> That's a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And so simple and so true and so powerful at the same time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Nicole, it has been such a joy <laughs> to have you here today. And I, I just am thrilled to know you and to be able to learn from you and share you with our listeners. And if you're listening with us today, I just want to tell you no matter where you are in your life or your business, if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review, and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.